Welcome to Working Matters. Visit us on the web at boldenterprises.com. Hi, my name is Carl Edwards, and we are back for a great week three with Jeff Hunt of Goalspan. How are you, Jeff? I'm doing great today. Thanks, Carl. How are you? I am doing excellently, especially because our discussion on high-performing organizations and your great phrase, performance management, I think is giving us some real concrete ways to make both performance evaluations more meaningful, but actually, you know, we're helping teams accomplish what they're setting out to do. We are, and we're doing it in a way that's so much more pleasurable than the old school, the dreaded annual employee evaluation. So this, there is a much better way. There is, and you're giving us some great tools and vehicles for setting that up. So, so far, if you're just joining our series, you need to go back, um, visit us at boldenterprises.com, and click on the link for performance management and listen to this, our first two conversations. We had great discussions on planning and managing, and they form kind of the foundation of building uh, what will become a natural part of your corporate culture of being able to talk about where you're going and how you're going to get there and what's getting in your way. So today, Jeff, hit us with assessing. This is um, probably the one that's closest to that, the dreaded review, and um, I'm hoping you kind of turn around that connotation for us. Well, I'm certainly going to try, and I think there is a much better way. So with assessing, there are several things to think about. First of all, it's, it is very important to assess the performance of employees on an ongoing basis because it helps to improve communication with them. It helps to improve the level of engagement, how involved they are with their jobs. It gives an opportunity for a productive and open dialogue with their manager to agree or disagree and there's a lot of fruit that can come out of those conversations. First, I need to come to terms with the fact that you're not going to let me off the hook for these assessments, are you? Well, unfortunately, Carl, I'm not. But, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, let's get to the but. The benefit is I think the type of assessments that we're talking about, as an employee, you'll walk away feeling much better than uh, the, the, quote, old school assessment that we have spoken uh, about previously, the one where the employee is simply reprimanded and they're not involved in the process. So exactly. And the goal of feeling better isn't just to have a feel-good organization, is it? We're talking about engaged people, and engaged people perform. Engaged people come to work and engage 110%, and they give not only their hands and their brains to the process, but they throw their hearts in as well, and that will change how much money you make on a measurable scale. It's a lot more significant than most organizations realize, and I think that's why it gets underserved in terms of the attention that's provided to this important topic. But when we look at assessing, let's break it down and talk about very specifically what we mean. Okay. The first, there's really four things that I'd like to, to share with you today with in regard to assessing. Uh, assessing is first and foremost should be done in a two-way manner. So what I mean by that is if you can conduct uh, personal self-assessments for each employee with their performance in addition to their manager, that's where very powerful discussion can occur. And if those assessments are done 
on more frequent basis than just annually. So they are done both annually and on an interim fashion, whether it's quarterly or semi-annually, there's going to be higher levels of engagement. Mm -hmm. uh, and so the combination of, of the two-way assessment where the employee is doing a self-evaluation in addition to their manager and doing that periodically can lead to uh, what we call the gap analysis. So we have the employee clearly identify how he or she feels that she's doing in a particular area, and the manager do the same thing, and that's going to produce a gap. So if you are evaluating me, Carl, and you say that uh, you think I'm a 2 out of 5 in my sales skills and I rated myself a 5, there's a very important discussion that needs to occur from that gap. And we will need to come to a common understanding of what my performance actually is in that, in that key area. I guess you know, my little fear meter goes off and think we well, am I you know tying my own noose and the manager part is him actually you know pulling on it so how is this discussion um constructive instead of kind of trying to say I'm right and you're wrong well the first thing that we want to do is make sure that when we are conducting an evaluation we do it not only in a quantitative fashion but we do it qualitatively as well so we talked about the two-way assessment. We talked about doing it both annually and on an interim basis. But when we conduct that evaluation, let's make sure that the employee is provided an opportunity to write uh, comments or a narrative, if necessary, about how he or she feels she's doing in addition to the numerical score that is provided. And often what will occur is employees will... They will buy into the performance ratings better when they have been given an opportunity to weigh into what they feel that performance actually is. That's an important consideration. The other thing that's very interesting is statistically, employees uh, more commonly rate themselves harder than their managers do. So, oh, that is interesting. Yeah, so it's less common that you have an employee rating themselves uh, much higher. Not to say that it's, it doesn't occur. It definitely occurs, but I think... But it's not one of the common games that's played is the employee rating themselves really high, and they play that game, and then the boss, the supervisor, just rates them real low and plays that game in order to meet somewhere in the middle. Well, that's good to hear that that's not the, the actual game that's being played. Yes. By so, either or both of them. Right. And now we, we talked also, so we talked about the employee self-assessment. The interim review is also important, and this helps to transform the employee evaluation from an event to a process as well. This is where it becomes performance management. Oh, yeah, you mentioned that last week. It's got to be a process. Yeah, it's very, very important. We want to get to a point where the gaps are actually quite small between the employee and the manager because they have such good communication. There are really no surprises in the review process. You know, that's almost a great uh, standard or criteria to use, you know. On your teams, how close are these two assessments getting in their rankings and almost, you know, having as a leadership goal trying to there for there to be no surprises. That's right. And the third point of 
quantitative and qualitative is so important, and sometimes we forget that because you could have a, a quantitative measurement that's very high. So, for instance, you could have a sales objective that's achieved, but you could have a salesperson leave a wake of destruction with everyone he communicates along the way, and that's very problematic. Oh, yes. So that's why we need to capture both the quantitative and qualitative aspects uh, when we're assessing employee performance. The distance supervisors, you know, want to reward that person and everyone around them is going crazy because they're undermining the very culture of the organization with everything they do. When they're only being measured by one thing, you know, sales numbers, and everyone else is being blamed that their sales numbers aren't so high, but it was actually their qualitative wake that caused it. You know, you get some serious misreadings and of how to go forward. That's very true. So, And then lastly, it's important to assess for succession purposes. So when we're talking about succession, it's really clearly identifying a path for employees and where they're going within the organization. Are they a candidate for promotion? If they are, in what area? So this helps to be much more proactive than reactive. So when we're making decisions about promotion, we've thought it through in advance rather than we have somebody leave the organization and we need to fill that position and we're not prepared for it. So we put a warm body in that seat that may not be capable of filling the particular role. Yeah, that's a very powerful point because so far much of uh, performance evaluation, even though we're making it a process and communicating all the time, is almost like taking a s- series of snapshots and talking about what's going on. But when you talk about succession or, you know, the flip side of that, where someone's going in the future, you know, the image that comes to mind is uh, of a motion picture and that the, you want to make room for where the story is going to go as well as, you know, take into account and learn from what you know, is currently going on. Yeah, that's a great analogy. Well, and the, and the fact of the matter is in that motion picture or movie, we have the ability to affect the outcome or the ending. So it's the decisions yeah. that we make along the way that are so important to that. And, and too many organizations forget that. That's right, because they drew a conclusion based off of a performance evaluation that someone doesn't have the potential for something. And in their mind, they've written them off as a candidate. And someone else, based on something equally as filet, looks like the greatest thing since sliced cheese. And they're, you know, front and center in your mind for the promotion. But as time goes on and things play out, they actually, you know, work out to, for other reasons, not being the best candidate. But you aren't noticing those things anymore because you've already made up your mind based on a previous event. That's so right. the whole in-dynamic what's going on, how things are unfolding, and taking into account for how you want them to unfold is hugely important. Very, very important. And it's interesting because these concepts are actually quite simple. It's just difficult to implement them. Well, because most leadership kind of comes from a history of left-brained, linear, straight-line thinking where you set out your goal and you back down and, and calendar out, you know, what your dates are for each thing, and that's the end of the subject. And so the future is going to emerge exactly as you planned it. 
that the future does not emerge exactly as we plan it. You know, we all have, as you said, we all have a say in it, and our lives change, and our interests change, and people develop, and it's the leaders who are attentive to those things and can watch them and incorporate them into their planning that have more, actually end up with more control of ending up in a good place as the future emerges than those who, you know, did their planning five years ago and have no way to take into account for all the other changes going on all around them. Yeah, the the difference or the contrast can be very dramatic, actually. I agree with you there. So we talked about assessing from a standpoint that this should really be two-way. Give the employee the opportunity to weigh into their own performance mm-hmm. and how they feel. These should be conducted both on an annual basis, which is really a deep dive on the employee's overall performance, much more extensive, and then an interim review, which is... Uh, more abbreviated, but also more frequent. Good. Um, we talked about making it both quantitative and qualitative. Allow for uh, constructive feedback that is captured not just numerically, but in text format as well. And then yeah. being sure to assess for succession purposes what is somebody's capability going forward, and that's going to show where learning and development needs to occur if somebody's on a pathway for promotion. Jeff, this is excellent stuff. Um, Thank you so much for joining us. I'm excited that we get another week, and it doesn't end with assessment. Next week, we're going to be looking at the place of rewarding. That kind of, um, I think I need to do some rewarding of myself, so I look forward to what you have to say on that. (laughs) That's everyone's favorite topic, so I'm I'm looking forward to it. (laughs) Oh, thanks so much. Come back next week. We want to round this off with Jeff Hunt of Goalspan. Jeff, where are you on the web? We are at www.goalspan.com, G-O-A-L-S-P-A-N. Yeah, before you go offline, take a visit over there and see what tools and resources Jeff is um, has for you. Um, as always, we are at boldenterprises.com, um, blogging and chatting about these things continually. Please stop by and join the conversation. Until next week, goodbye. This podcast is a Bold Enterprises production.